Welcome to Turning Little Stones, the podcast that takes a fresh look at the fascinating world of young children. As a parent, experienced childcare professional, and early years consultant, I get how much we dream good things for our children. We start out hopeful and confident, and yet somehow the daily reality can feel more like a grind than a gift. And so we easily miss out on the joys of these fleeting early years. Over time, I've come to realize that to give our children the best start in life, we first need to recognize what's going on inside them in secret. There is some great research out there, and my heart is to make some of this relatable for everyone. And so throughout these weekly podcasts, I hope that whoever you are, parent, family carer, childminder, practitioner, anyone who spends time with young children can take a moment each week to reinterpret what our children are doing and why. And by doing so, I have seen countless exasperated, bewildered, exhausted carers become re-energized and inspired as they find easy ways to connect with what their young children are naturally eager to do. A little like turning over a pebble in a rock pool to discover a hidden world tucked away. We too will look at our children with fresh eyes and delight in being part of their journey. Emily, today we used the heuristic treasure basket for the very first time with your daughter, Hallie. Tell me, what did you feel? How did you think it went? Um, I thought it went really well. It was really interesting um, watching and seeing, first of all, the fact that this basket was just presented in front of her and you could just see her kind of the cogs whirring in some ways of just the, oh, okay, what's this? And then um, her starting just to reach out and look and try and figure out what, one, what she could reach, but then what she wanted to touch first. To start with, it seemed like she was a little bit, she was going towards one thing, then she was going to the other, and then she went in for, I can't remember what, what the um, see-through popper was it oh, the suction? Yes, it's almost like a, a soap tray, isn't it? A yeah. Sax with suckers at the bottom. Yeah. Obviously, it hasn't had any soap. <laughs> um, but no, she was quite taken with that. Yeah. It's shaped differently and translucent, yeah. Yeah, so it was interesting mm. to see her actually go for that first, I think, for me, because most of the time I have seen her go for things which have... and reach for toys which have either got colour or sound or something that's very kind of a lot more in her face. Mm -hmm. um, and considering there was a, an orange sponge in the basket, I looked at it and thought, oh, she'll probably go for that first, but she didn't. And then just to gradually see her just start to look around and see what else was there mm -hmm. and... Yeah, just the inquisitiveness of, OK, this is a little bit different and what have I got here? She was just, you could, yeah, as I said, you could just see the cogs wearing kind of and her just taking everything in. Mm, yes. And yet she was a tiny bit tired. I mean, we'd been chatting in the garden for a good couple of hours, hadn't we, before we made the decision to introduce her to it. Yeah. So the first thing we did was you'd put the toys that she had been playing with, you'd put them out of her sight, and then we put a, a cloth or a, a mat over the top of the mat that she was sitting on. So she knew that actually something different was happening. She's quite sturdy. Six months, we mm. forgot to tell you that 
uh, listeners, she's just over six months old. So she sits well and she has good body strength. So it was absolutely fine to put the basket next to her. It's much, much better to have a basket next to their body rather than in front because they can sort of topple over sometimes <laughs> as they're trying to reach. So she she clearly knew this was something different and she was beginning to get tired, but it sort of gave her a new lease of life for a little bit. It did, say? it did. It definitely gave her a, a boost of energy. And, and yeah, she, I, I was impressed that... She, Considering, as, you, as we said, she was starting to tire just beforehand, she definitely carried on for just that little bit longer and it was mm. almost like, hang on a minute, I'm not done just yet. Yes. Not just yet. Um, like, let's, let's, let's have a look for a bit. And I thought she might stop playing a little bit sooner, but she didn't. And you said to me what time it was. And I was really surprised that we'd been sat there because at the same time I'd been fully engrossed in what she was doing and taking and having that time just to see how she was responding, that it flew by. And I, for me, I was watching you as much as Hallie, <laughs> if I'm honest, and how fascinated you were with what she was doing and quietly moving around so you weren't a distraction to her, but so you could see her face and what she was, what she was doing with what whatever object. She seemed to home in on two things, that the metal measuring cups, um, <laughs> which had a metal handle, and then there was a wooden um, cylinder, really, which had a... wouldn't know it, that there was a wooden toothbrush inside, so there was a very slight rattle in it. And she liked those two. She, she seemed mm. to focus towards the end on those things. Yes. Is that right? Yes, and... I, What's really interesting with Hallie at the moment is that she's recently had her bottom two teeth come through. It looks like she's got some others. So everything at the moment with her mm. is that she's constantly discovering and, and mm. trying new things with her mouth. Whereas my son at that age, nothing would ever go in his mouth. So it's interesting seeing as a mum the difference in her personality is that her way of discovering right now is is fully through mm. seeing what it tastes like or mm. and what that feeling is. And... Um, with the measuring cups, the handle of it was kind of a... that you put in was because it was looped. Yeah. And, like, the wooden toothbrush holder, there mm. was a gap in between. So it was interesting seeing her facial expressions as she was trying to put it in her mouth because she could then feel the fact there was kind of a gap in between the, the handle. And just seeing her reaction to that as mm. to how mm. quickly it would then come back out of her mouth again and she'd even then try changing the position of it to see if it would be... Yeah, maybe taste still feel with a similar way to mm -hmm. other things that she's maybe had in her mouth recently. Mm -hmm. And then eventually when she found that toothbrush holder, that stayed there for a lot longer than, that was it, than the other it? one. That's the one she wanted yeah. to, to stay with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really good. How hard was it for you to be quiet? I remember right at the beginning, you were very keen to say, oh, look what this is. And you were remaining behind her, but you were speaking with yeah. her. And I kind of asked you to keep quiet. And um, you did. <laughs> I found that really difficult because I think I've always tried to discover with yes. both of my kids. Mm -hmm. So it was a very different tactic mm -hmm. to go from that way. But at the same time, I then got to experience a very different joy out of it because mm -hmm. I think sometimes, yeah, you just need to sit and stop and look and pay attention. Yeah. Um, because you see things differently. And that was the interesting thing, was just to see that she really was 
looking and playing differently to maybe how I thought. Because as I said before, I thought she'd go for the sponge first but then maybe other things that I've done with her might have been I've maybe gone for the sponge first and the colour rather than obviously as she did in this case she didn't go for it first we make so many assumptions don't we as adults you know they they like bright colours they like this that the other and it's beautiful for us as adults to buy these things or surround Mm. our children with these things but it's these opportunities to just stop and take notice of what they're choosing Mm. that maybe allow us to question ourselves and our choices for them and and I guess that's what turning stones is all about is taking this fresh look at what your children are doing anyway and running with it Mm. um so with that this will be yours this treasure basket (laughs) i'd be fascinated to know how how it evolves Mm. because you you asked some lovely questions at the beginning about why did i choose these items and uh, there's another podcast where i explain why i chose these items for a child that i don't even know so that's worth a listen but you will now want to evolve it. So just tell me, I mean, you may want to keep it exactly the same, but then I guess two times because she there were lots of things she didn't see and experience. Mm. But what will you make sure you keep in there for next time? Probably the measuring cups and the wooden, the wooden toothbrush holder. Mm. Um, it will be interesting to see if they're maybe a bit further down mm. or things are reposition, repositioned to see if she does um, have a look yeah. at something else or if she goes back for something similar. I think I was really impressed at the amount of different things that were in there anyway. Mm. Um, mm. So it will be interesting to see how long... She's interested in those, mm. all of the items mm. for, and if, you know, just because she's interested in in those particular two of the measuring cups and the toothbrush holder at the moment, whether or not there'll be other things which will yeah. then change into the favourites maybe after a, another few plays. That'll be interesting, as you say, to see how it how it does evolve. Yeah. Sounds lovely. So we were talking about no distractions. It was interesting to notice that. When she was just beginning to, you know, think enough's enough, she'd asked that question over and over again, what is it? And she'd tried to answer it with her mouth and her hands. She'd made noises by, you know, fleeing things around and they hit the metal, the, the metal cups. So, yeah, she, she'd done a lot of exploring and she was tired and, and probably a little bit hungry as well. And then we both noticed that this is probably the time to bring things to an end. I love the way that you use the Makaton signing, which we hadn't discussed, but you helped her to understand that we're putting things away mm-hmm. through, through that, that you obviously are, are using yeah. with her. So to use those routines whenever you're putting them away. Um, and at that point, we could have named something. We didn't, mm. but we could have named one of the items that she was interested in. But possibly only one mm. item. Yeah. yeah. So at the moment, she's exploring the world through her senses. We're looking at which sense is key at the moment. Did you get a clue of which one might be the sense that that's in focus at the moment i think it sounds yes yeah um because as you said it was the the clinking of the measuring cups and she also had it might have been the toothbrush holder that 
it hit the um, yeah, it hit the measuring cups, but also the measuring cups hit. There was a there's a tr- there was a tray in the That's treasure it. basket as well, mm. um, and that then made a very different tone. And you could see that she kind of mm. sat up in a different way and was like, "Oh, what caused that?" Mm. And there was a little bit of a moment where mm. she then at least tried to look at the tray, yeah. but she she didn't necessarily engage with it in no. quite the same way. But then at the same time, she then also I think she got two of them together at one mm. point and. Mm. Again, she started to notice those different mm. sounds a little bit more. And I totally agree. And and now this is the this is the lovely thing because you've noticed so much in this first very rich treasure basket experience. But that won't always be the same. You know, mm. it, yes, she could always be interested in sound and music, but something else is likely to dominate a bit later on and it may be colour and it may be texture it yeah. may be some other sense that, that raises, raises up to the foreground is there anything else you'd like to comment on or um, ask just as a, as a comment I, um, I really like the fact that you, you um, I did the you mentioned about the fact that I did the uh, Makaton mm. tidy up sign mm. um, but you also sang a little song <laughs> as well and that was something which I've or we we do a lot of singing in our house um and there's something quite nice about when you finish mm. finish particularly an activity like mm. that that you helped bring that to a close by singing that along with the moment so well those <laughs> of you who continue with turning stones will hear a lot about this because I'm quite a fan of boundarying experiences um in, in different settings, you might call them lessons um, or activities, but um, it, it really helps children not to flit, flit between things. Um, so to boundary them with something that, that sets the scene and establishes it, in this case it was a particular mat and the basket, um, but a little song at the end is great just to indicate that this is time to put it all away. Mm. And uh, maybe another time I'll sing it. <laughs> <laughs> what I'd also really like to know is, so I also have a two-and-a-half-year-old, mm. how would, you know, that you put that basket very specifically together for Hallie, for a six-month-old, how would you look to either add things or take things away? And as I said, I've got a two-and-a-half-year-old, so how could I make that different for him or set that up would I set it up in the exact same way for him as as we did with Hallie in terms of just sitting back letting him discover yeah what what else could I do with him that's probably the subject of another podcast okay Um, really good one and I'm very excited to to answer it but um there's a lot more detail to it so Hallie's age she's asking that main question is what is it at Kit's age he is now going to be taking that a lot further. So it's not just what can I do with it, but also what else can it do? So we've almost skipped an age group here um, in terms of heuristic play. So after the heuristic play treasure baskets, which are probably coming to the end about 10 months or so, when she's properly on the move, mm-hmm. um, you'll be moving on to heuristic play sets and they will be satisfying the main question the dominant question which is what can I do with it and that just 
depends. There are loads of different ones that we will unpack in another podcast. But then at Kit's age, it's like, what else can it do? So you might have rings to go on a mug tree, lots of different types of rings. So all of these things will hook onto a mug tree. But actually, you, the child will then take it somewhere else. So what else can I do with these rings? Do they post? Can I post them through things? Can I put them into a great big thread? Or you know, what else can I do with all these rings? Can I hang them up? Mm. Can I turn, string them on a washing line? Those sorts of things. So that's just one example. But by that age, you'll be wanting to create a lot of play sets that are more themed that will satisfy that curiosity. Well, thank you very much, Emily. And it was an absolute joy to spend time with you and Hallie. Thank you for having us. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> Bye. It just leaves me to say thank you for listening to this episode of Turning Little Stones. We hope it's given you some food for thought and maybe some ideas to try. As always, you'll find the show notes for this episode together with further information, episodes and resources by heading over to our website, www.turninglittlestones.com. So until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.